How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Hey, you're listening to The Jake Brown Show with yours truly, former NFL player Marvin Jones. And welcome to The Jake Brown Show, CBS Radio's Play.it Podcast Network, iTunes. You can subscribe. Rate and review and Spotify as well. Jake Brown Radio, Jake Brown Show on Twitter. Joining us now is a guy who used to play for my favorite team, the team that might go 0-16 this year. Uh, he was an all-pro in 2000, a guy that they could probably use on defense right now. Even at 44, it's Marvin Jones. Marvin, what's up, man? Hey, how you doing, man? Appreciate it. Thanks for having me on. Of course. Appreciate you coming on. And at 44, do you think you go 45, I guess now. Sorry yeah. to... Uh, give everyone your age a little bit, but um, do you think you could uh, hop on the field right now and play for this Shuts team? Well, it depends who's asking, but <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you know, football is a tough sport, so I, I would say I could probably give you one hell of a play, but it better be up the <laughs> middle and not to the sideline. <laughs> um, I mean, you you had you were on a team that went uh, one and fifteen with the Jets in '96, but man, this mm-hmm. roster is just so bad, and especially if they trade away now Matt Forte, this could be the worst roster in the history of sports. I mean, what do you? what's your outlook on the Jets this year? Well, my outlook on the team is, I mean, the team is going through a transition, obviously. I mean, they've had some some issues over the last few years. I mean, if you look at this team, this is a team that probably only has one or two draft choices that was left from, you know, two, three, two years ago. So basically... You have a team that maybe drafted two years ago that doesn't even have anybody left from that. So you had no production out of out of that, you know, two uh, two or three years ago either. So, but if you look at the roster, I mean, the good thing is I would say you have a lot of young guys that are hungry and they're going to compete. So uh, guys that are going to compete and guys that are hungry a lot of times will transition into some wins, some clear. I mean, but you know, you still need the leadership at the top to really understand how to win but i mean i I look at a team that's going through a transition it's just that right now it's just it's it's a tough thing to to have a team that's trying to rebuild in new york because of just the long history of um you know some of the not not some a lot of not success i mean you got fans that you know have been rooting for the jets for a long time and to them it's just the same old thing we're going through something again and so it, there's always a lot of pressure in anything that the Jets do. Um, so, I mean, we're not the Giants. We didn't win a, win a recent Super Bowl, so they kind of get a little leeway. But with us, I mean, everything is going to be analyzed. Um, and, and, and let's just be honest, Jets fans are just brutally tough. Yeah, I mean, we are tough. And, I mean, if you're training Forte, I mean, the signs are, hey, we want to lose as many games as possible, and we want either Rosen or we want Darnold, and we want to see if they're a franchise quarterback. With the Jets' luck, they probably won't be, but your hope is that it looks genius that they're bad this year because in three or four years you maybe have a franchise quarterback, and we know in football today, Marvin, that a franchise quarterback is the key, the recipe, as you see in every Super Bowl besides Rex Grossman uh, to winning a Super Bowl is having a franchise quarterback. 
Well, I mean, I mean, science could indicate that, but I wouldn't go to that extreme on that they're trying to buy for the six picks. I mean, any coach, I mean, unless they're guaranteed to be there um, or have some type of agreement in place, in the future, no coach is going to uh, just throw, uh, you know, just 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 sort of throw, throw the towel in. I mean, there has to be some plan in place um, because I mean, just knowing Todd and you know things that he's his past and. You know he's a, he's a competitor, and every coach wants to win. I don't care what anybody says; any coach wants to win. But a lot of times, you're you know you're in a situation where you have to make decisions like that. I mean, Matt, you know, I mean, he, he you know he's a guy that's been there. But I mean, hey, I mean he's you know he's a little up, he's a little up there in age too, you yeah. know, which is a fact. And and to me, just just. You know, look, we got to go young. We have to build. We have to put this thing together the right way. I mean, you look at the last 10 years, there's just been a lot of pieces to the puzzle just trying to fit guys in. And, and, and there's no uh, formula to uh, putting together a winning team a lot of times in the NFL. You just, a lot of times, the plug and play just doesn't, um, you know, doesn't work. Um, you know, some teams, you know how you, you can go into a season and you, you finish that end of that season and you go, okay, man, if we just had one or two more pieces to put in this puzzle, we can get over that hump. Mm-hmm. And then you do it and you don't get over that hump. Now you just got to restart all over again. So there's really no magic formula, you know, to this thing, um, player-wise. I mean, and, I mean, New England and, and guys like Seattle and things, they've managed to figure how to consistently win. But when you're consistently – when you come from a team that has been consistently winning, you all, all the good players gonna all want to play for them. Denver, I mean, they they're gonna gravitate to teams like that too. So you have to get your stuff straight and build a good foundation. Then that will attract guys in the free agency that are gonna want to come there and play. Marvin Jones, Jets on Twitter, former Jets mm-hmm. All Pro linebacker. You went through a couple of those years. I said one of fifteen. And the year before you had three and thirteen. How difficult was it those years losing in New York? I mean, it, it hurts losing in New York because of how passionate mm-hmm. the fan base is. Those two years must have been difficult. Oh yeah, I mean it, it, it sucked. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Be quite honest, what you did, but you know, I mean, you look at the way things transition out there. Just the simple fact that this is supposed to have been a team. I mean, this was a year when the Jets just went kind of crazy and spending all kind of money bringing different guys in. Um. And and, um, and and things just didn't work out. Um, I mean, it's, and the thing is, is, when you get in those kind of situations, there's kind of really no – you try to find an answer, solution, and thing, and every week there's something different, and you get closer, then you lose. I mean, so it, once you dig yourself into holes like that, a lot of times, especially team-wise, mentality-wise, I mean, it's hard to dig yourself out. And, you know, but – like I said, I, I think one of the things that will benefit this team a lot is that they have their youth. These guys, a lot of these young guys haven't had that experience of being on a losing NFL team or being in a losing environment. So that a lot of time plays a better, a, 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 can be a greater service because those guys don't have that. A lot of those guys don't have five years or six years or ten years of, of playing uh, on a, maybe in a losing situation, they don't have a lot of that ten-year NFL um, baggage. A lot of times, a, a bad habit. They don't have the bad habit history. Now they can they can formulate on on, on, on on developing good habits at a young age, and that'll transition and help them out. And maybe a reason the three and thirteen season. I mean, I'm not going to show any fault on anyone, but. Mr. LeVar Ball was in Jets training camp, the 94-95 season. What was it like? Uh, 
I'm, I'm sure he was his old cocky self uh, back then as well. Absolutely. I mean, I mean, Bob was a you know, basketball uh, player, obviously, and he didn't wasn't football kind of wasn't his thing. And I think it was a transition for him. But I mean, he's always. I mean, you know. But when you look at the cocky side of it, I mean, that's kind of a trait of a lot of NFL guys, especially offensive guys mm-hmm. too. So. Um, you know, so I don't, I mean, it wasn't like it was over the top or anything like that, but he was just, I mean, he was, he was, he's a damn athlete. He was a good athlete, um, that tried to do something different. So, you know, I mean, of course he felt like he had to, you know, prove himself and things like that. But I mean, we played a lot of basketball in those days too. Hell, he beat everybody. So, um, he's a very competitive guy and he's not, he's a guy that, uh, when you look at it and you, you say, I can do something, he can tell you he's going to be the type of guy to say, I can do it better. So, um, you know, but it's just amazing, you know, all the things that, are, you know, kind of where, where he was then and where he is now, how things have transitioned for him. Um, you know, I mean. Well, isn't it amazing, you know, Marvin, that he's like a household name and he's a dad? Like, it, it's incredible. Yeah, it, it definitely, and that just shows you how, I mean, you keep working. I mean, you may not make it in football. I mean, I mean, there's many different ways you can look at the story. I mean, one of the ways if you want to do a positive spin, and here's a guy that tried something different, didn't make it, but all of a sudden he, he kept working. He, 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 he did those things that a, a father should do for a kid, supported his kids and helped his kids get to where they want and, 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 and got to a top level in the sport, and how it shows how life can change. I mean, you know, I don't. Uh, look at it anything in his way of, of being anything negative about that. I mean, I'll be quiet with you. He probably does did what most, what parents should do, support mm-hmm. their kids as much as they can to the fullest and think that my kids can be the best that they are and my kids are the best at what they do. I mean, that's basically what he's doing with a little extra icing on it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Marvin Jones joining us. Yeah, I mean, he is uh We'll see if he gets this billion-dollar shoe deal if he turns uh, the big baller brand into uh, billions of dollars. But, uh, yeah, he uh, Lonzo really needs to prove himself for the Lakers this year uh, to, to make his dad uh, all this showing off mean something. Um, do you – I mean, you lost to the Raiders twice in the playoffs. Do you, like, hate sure. them? Like, you ended your career the last couple of years there – uh, losing in in the wild card round and then losing a divisional round. I I'd imagine you don't root for the Raiders. <laughs> no, they're not a team I root for. But you know, I I just look at the fact that I mean we had an opportunity. I mean, well, my last year, yeah, we didn't make the playoffs my last year, but oh two, uh, yeah, oh, right, the uh, oh one and oh two we did. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and it, it was it was a tough position because. You know, going to play the Raiders and the, and then you go back the second time. We had to go out there two weeks in a row. Mm-hmm. And that's and that's a tough feat. Um, you know, I mean, we had teams. I mean, if we could have got past them, I mean, I think we had a good enough team to really do some, you know, do some damage. Um, but you know, at the end of the day, I mean, they had some old savvy vets on that team, and Jerry Rice and Tim Brown and um, you know Rich Gannon and and those guys. I mean, they had a they had a solid group of guys. Um, I mean, if you go back to that time, I mean, it wasn't that much long after that time that those that team you know, went to the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, they had they had the tools, you know. I mean, it's just we had them too. But we, a lot of times when you, you're kind of new to that playoff thing, um, <laughs> it's, it's a different intensity, a different different level you have to rise up to in order to compete, you know, in the postseason. And, you know, we made too many mistakes and, you know, we just didn't do well 
in some areas, and that's going to get you beat when you're playing against teams that, that had as many veterans they had, and, and Jerry Rice and Tim Brown, guys like that. Um, they had a damn good team. <laughs> you had an interesting collection of coaches. I mean, Herman Edwards, Bill Parcells, Rich Cote, uh, and Pete Carroll. I mean, Al Groh. Al Groh as well. I mean, can you talk about the difference? Yeah, I mean, you, you, all these guys. Can you talk about the difference between all these guys? It's amazing. Well, I'll tell you, they all, I mean, if you look at from the standpoint of, you know, having Al grow, Al grow is pretty, is pretty much under the falls on the umbrella of um, Parcells, you know, they're, they're from that same group. So still that tough-minded as a coach personality, pretty dry personality, but <laughs> but straightforward, mean business, don't lie. Um, just very, you know, they teach, uh, you know, being tough-nosed, um, you know, Pete Carroll's fun love himself, but he's a hard. I mean, Pete Carroll pushes intensity to another level. Um, you know, he, he's fun to be around, and, and you can have a real relaxed environment, man. But when it comes to putting the pads on and practice, I mean, that guy wants you at a thousand miles an hour, and it shows in his teams. Um, you know, Hermet was totally different. I mean, he was more. Uh, uh, well, anyway. <laughs> oh, no, you got to finish that point. You can't just leave it a dot, dot, dot. Come on, Marvin. Uh, uh, yeah. Well, he's a pretty cool guy, you know, as a coach. And, you know, Sounds uh, like you were not a Herm Edwards fan. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I'm not going to say I was a fan. I mean, we had our days, you know. I mean, but every coach, all, a lot of coaches are different. I mean, you know, you look at, you know, those teams, it was a different transition for myself, you know, with that, you know, because we went from, uh, you know, uh, defenses that we liked <laughs> yeah. to playing as Tampa 2 shit. Uh, <laughs> and, you know, and that was just a total adjustment for me. And I just it felt like it was something that fit my style of football. And, I mean, I did well in it. Don't get me wrong. I, I did very well in it. You know, but... You know, it, it it changed my whole game up. Mm-hmm. You know, made me uh, try to make me a player that I wasn't. <laughs> I ain't no middle safety. Yeah. <laughs> Are we about to get McGregor Mayweather, Marvin Jones, Herm Edwards? Let's get him in the ring. <laughs> no, no. Her, I tell y'all, her wall. He's a he's a, he's a pretty he's a cool guy. I mean, I mean, I like Herm. I mean, he's he, you know he's a coach. Uh, yeah. <laughs> he's a pretty cool guy. You know, you know, fun to be around. Um, you know, he had a different style. I mean, you know, he, you know, you got to realize he comes from Tampa Bay. You know, and a different team where they had different. You know, so you know, you know, our team was a lot different. Plus, I was a little. You know, I was already in. You know, with my eighth year when he got there. Anyway, so mm-hmm. I mean, you know, you know, you, you. I mean, you know, I'm at a point where you know, only thing that mattered to me was just really trying to win and. and get in the playoffs and do something I you know that I mean you, you look at it, I had seven head shit I had six seven head coaches mm-hmm. in, a, in a in 11 year one of my first three years I had three head coaches I had three new head coaches my first three years yeah that's a lot unheard of yeah you know so you know finally you know I mean it was good I mean I would say this I mean the thing I liked about it is fine bam we get in the first year we get in the playoffs you know mentality changed with a totally different mentality of the team we had some good damn players on that team. Second year we go to the playoffs again, like, you know. So, 
I mean, things like that and what he did to try to make the team better, I mean, hey, that's all great. I mean, I had, you know, my, like I was telling you, my thing with anything, that was just, you know, having to play a totally different style of defense that, you know, I hadn't played in eight years of my career. All right, Herm, you're hearing it, hurt him. Get rid of that Tampa 2 shit. That's what we got to do. Um, <laughs> Not many people play that shit anymore. <laughs> <laughs> what do you say? I'll tell you this here. Put it this way. If you're going to bring Tampa 2 to me, bring Warren Sapp with it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no. Warren Sapp was not on that uh, defensive line. Um, do, you now, I know you're trying to coach. Uh, you're the defensive coordinator for the Colorado Crush of the IFL. Um, it looks like that could be getting wrapped up. Um, and the Brooklyn Bolts were a couple of years. I think you. Guys, I think you guys won a title. Uh, one of those years. Well, yeah, we won the title. We won the, the well, we were the champions that year in, the, in the 2014. The Brooklyn Bulls, I was wide back and coach there, and then up under the FXFL, and then uh, you know I switched teams to tw- in 2015 in the FXFL. I went up to Hudson Valley, mm-hmm. up in upstate New York. Uh, you know, same league, and um, you know after that, I did not. You know, I kind of you know waited the next year, did the internship with the Jets. You know, um, in 2016 and. Uh, went out to Colorado this spring in 2017, and went out there at Colorado Crush Pro Indoor as a defensive coordinator. And then, you know, eventually halfway through the season, you know, we had some change, and I became the interim head coach and defensive coordinator. So, um, you know, it's a fun experience. So, you know, it's a different journey, and you know, everybody thinks that you know, you every your, your goal is always to be that NFL coach and things like that. I mean. I mean, I get a lot of fulfillment out of this. I mean, NFL, you know, I, I would love to. You know, I'm not losing sleep over it. Mm-hmm. But I get a lot of fulfillment out of being around these kids and motivating them. And it's not always about everybody wants to get in and, um, you know, the NFL level and deal with the high price uh, guys making a lot of money and things like that, which is a whole different mentality. I mean, I got a lot of guys that are free agents, maybe never been to a camp. Now that's when you really damn got a coach, because when you can get those guys to them, get those guys the opportunity on the next level. That's that's where the coaching part really plays a role. It comes into. I mean, how special would it be, Marvin? Though, if the Jets said, "Hey, we need a linebackers coach. Can you come in here?" I mean, that I mean, the team you played with your whole life that would have to be incredible, right? Oh, it would be. But I mean, I got a better trivia question for you. Yeah. Uh, here's a trivia question for you. Uh-oh. You can answer this. Who was the last? player that played their whole career with the Jets that was hired as a full-time coach or front office guy? My guess is no one. I'm Googling it, but I'm <laughs> guessing it, it's a trick question and the answer is no one. Uh, I, uh, maybe you can do some research on it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I put in last player to play whole career with Jets. To become coach. Let's see if anything comes up. I don't see anything. <laughs> I'm good. There's no I mean, one. You got Greg Butler doing radio and Marty Lyons doing uh, radio and stuff like that. But, you know, I mean, it's not. I, it was just a, a random question. Somebody <laughs> asked me that the other day. They go, why are you with the Jets? I said, hey, man, you know. I said, you know what? It takes time. I mean, you, you got to understand that just because I'm a former football player, that doesn't automatically qualify as a coach. And not every guy that plays football can be a coach. Mm-hmm. It's a different le- level of, of being able to motivate because I have to take, I have to take somebody and not look at my abilities and how I made it to the NFL and 
and, and, and get them up to a level to where they can be successful and, and be a good player. And that's a totally different thing than doing the way things that I'm used to doing. I have to figure out how to motivate another individual, um, you know, to, to raise their standards to be a better player. Mm-hmm. And, and, and that's difficult for a lot of people. You have to be able to be articulate. You definitely have to know the game. And you have to know way to, uh, different methods of how to motivate guys and how to break guys down and build them back up and, you know, and, and to be able to see through their eyes. Not everybody can do that. Marvin Jones joining us. Marvin Jones, Jets on Twitter. What's your outlook here? We've got a minute or two left uh, on the season. Are we going to see Patriots Seahawks, Super Bowl, Patriots Packers, Patriots someone? I mean, it, it seems pretty clear that this is, even without Edelman, the Patriots are the cream of the crop. Well, you know what? I mean, well, yeah. I mean, they, they find a way to do it. And one of the things they've been able to do all over the years is being able to plug and play uh, different guys in and, and fill in those gaps. And, and, and you can do that. Because no one down that team besides Tom Brady um, controls more percentage of the offense. Like you have some teams, they their running back maybe thirty percent of the offense. They don't have that there. They have a new running back every week. Uh, so I mean, you, you can always look for them to be somewhere there in the end on that. I mean, you know. But the main thing is you always got to stay healthy. You know that that's you you can't predict those type of things. Uh, but I don't know, man. I tell you what, AFC AFC East. I mean, West is kind of. Uh, looking different. I mean, you know, the Raiders out there. I mean, you know, I mean, the Raiders. Look, I mean, I don't know. They look good. <laughs> they look good. That I mean, defense isn't great, but they look good. Yeah, they. I mean, the Raiders looking good. I mean, you still go out to look at. You know, I mean, Denver even while you know, I mean, they still gonna be there. I mean, I don't know what. I mean, Kansas City would be a. But I don't know. They just uh, they just get there in the end and just lose it. Mm-hmm. But I don't, man, you know what? And the thing is, if you look at if if, if, if Ezekiel is, is there, I mean, you look at Dallas, you look at the the, the, the Patriots. But I I tell you what, that AMC man, I'm, I, I I like and I like. I mean, I'm looking at the Patriots, but I'm also looking at what Oakland may can do if Derek Carr. You look at last year, if Derek Carr plays, they they may be take that step, mm-hmm. another step. Uh, they got the talent wise to do it. They got the coaches there. I mean, they got a hell of a coach, you know, in Jack. I mean, so bringing in Marshawn Lynch, I mm-hmm. mean, hell, the guy's had a year off, so he's well rested. Um, uh, you know, Mari Cooper and some guys out there. So I, I think you have a, I mean, the AFC Championship game will look real nice with those, probably with, you know, those two. I mean, I'm hoping the Jets, but, you know, <laughs> Stop. In case they don't, hold on, just in case the Jets don't make it. I mean, I would look at a team like you know Oakland and and and, uh, and the Patriots in the AFC Championship game. You know, who knows? Pittsburgh could be a, a long shot. You know what I mean? So they always around there. You know what I mean? So that, those teams you have to take into consideration of that. I mean, the West. I don't. The West is just a damn talk show. <laughs> the the only the only Super Bowl the Jets will be in is the Super Bowl of worst record in the NFL, where they'll take on the Cleveland Browns. That will be the only well, playoffs. Glad, you, glad, you should be glad this is a phone interview and not in studio talking about my team like that. I'm a Jets fan. I'm just being realistic. They're trash, bro. They're trash. <laughs> I'm, I bled and I bled and had tears. I know. I know. That, I have but, bled and have know, tears watching this team. <laughs> yeah, but you know, I, I mean, I look at it this way. I mean, we, we with the Jets, 
over the years, you have to try something different. They've been trying everything, plug and play, gotten close, and have got over that hump. I think now with the way they're doing this, is the right way to do it. You know, like I said, I think that it's, if it's something that Mr. Johnson and um, uh, uh, McCarron and, and, and Todd are all working on together, then you, he'll he'll have that time to where this probably won't be his last year. Yeah, I mean, you know, I mean, no head coach is going to agree to strip his roster down without having some commitment in the future because that's going to look bad on him. Mm-hmm. Marvin, you know, it is. It is. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I think they probably all in agreement that this is the way they need to go. And so, to me, that believes that hey, Todd's going, you know, Bowles will be the next coach there for the next, you know, maybe two to three years. Yep. Just, just go get that first pick and get a quarterback and uh, get the rebuild going. Marvin Jones, we got to run. Uh, former Jets All Pro linebacker Marvin Jones Jets on Twitter will be checking out for you and. Seeing uh, where you end up coaching, because I'm sure you'll be coaching somewhere soon. And uh, yep, appreciate you coming to the show, man. Yeah, I appreciate it. Anytime. Call me anytime, bro. Always great to be on and appreciate everything. All right, bro. Take care. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. 